first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First. Today, we'll be talking with Ethan and Jude on Ghostbusters Afterlife, as well as Ashley, Rosabella, Catherine on King Richard, Samantha on Belfast, Benjamin on Jess- Jesse Moss, the director of Mayor Pete, and also Kendall and Alma as they review Julia and the Rumper Butts. However, first, we'll be speaking with Ethan and Jude on Ghostbusters Afterlife. How are you guys? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Now, to get us started, I'm pretty sure everyone knows what Ghostbusters is. It's an amazing sequel film, and there's so many of them, but they're so amazing, and it's super cool to watch because I've watched them since I was young. And I don't know about you guys personally, but um, to continue, can you share with us more in depth about this film, Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yeah, um, Ghostbusters Afterlife is a continuation of the original Ghostbusters story. Um, and it follows the uh, story of the Ghostbusters after the Ghostbusters 2 movie ended and branches off to the individual stories of uh, each Ghostbuster um, uh, and follows the family of Egon Spangler as they learn about the history of the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And this Ghostbusters Afterlife film, um, as I've seen it as well, I think it's an amazing film. And one of the things that I personally enjoyed is how they opened up the film on a more personal note, you know, talking about the struggles of the family and how they got um, they got, you know, they've gone through some home struggles as well as financial ones. Do you feel like that made um, this more of a connection personally and it helped the audience more engageful with this film because of that? Or do you feel like it was just an add on to start off the film? Oh, this could be for Ethan. Um, it was, it, it's a lot more different from the other films. It was, like, completely different, um, because in, you know, the original Ghostbusters, everyone knows, like, with the, with the car with the sirens, there, there was some of that in the film, as you can see in the trailer. I don't think as much, like, this was more off, kind of, but it's still connected with it, obviously, because it's Ghostbusters, but I feel like it, it was, it, it's like, um, I, I think they did good because the point of this was not kind of to be like Ghostbusters, it was to go off on their own things, like Jude was saying. So I think they did good on that part, but it's not at, like as Ghostbusty as it was before. Like, it's it's a little bit different. And did you, um, Jude, did you um, portray or um, connect to any um, character specifically, or what feelings did you share with any of the characters in the movies? Uh, yeah, uh, like uh, Finn Wolfhard makes his debut in the Ghostbusters series in the film uh, as Trevor, the grandson of Egon Spangler. And I did relate to his character because he does have a struggle adapting to new situations and that makes itself very present throughout the film. Um, so as someone around his age and watching the film, I could easily relate to his situations and um, yeah, his, his situations and adaptions to his new living style. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, you definitely see in the film how much of a struggle or how much he felt almost um, resistant to moving with his mom and his um, sibling. 
And he, he felt like it wouldn't be a good fit for him. But then, you know, he finds friends and that's when the whole adventure begins. So I definitely understand how you would relate to him. Mm. And um, now, Jude. Oh, I'm sorry. Ethan. Um, Ethan. What did you like best about the movie and why? And what did you like least about it? What do you think they could have done better to really set the mood or continue on with the Ghostbusters original film? Um, one of the funniest things, I, I absolutely love this. And this is why I gave this film a five out of five stars. It was just so funny. As you know, in the original film, um, huge marshmallow, yellow man, I don't know his name. In this film, you can see it in the trailer too. There's a marshmallow bag. I'm not going to spoil who the guy is, but in Walmart, there's a marshmallow bag. And when it opens, there's a baby marshmallow guy that comes out of it. And I thought that was so funny, but they did not stop there. They made a whole bunch of them and they all were so happy. But then it turns quickly and they start blending each other, roasting each other on crackers. It was so funny. And they were just killing each other for no reason. And something I think they could have did better on was it's it's a big buildup. Um, knowing it's another Ghostbusters film, like these have been really good. So I, I was really expecting a little bit more, but I think they could have added more, um, more action. I mean, there was a lot, but it wasn't too much. It was mostly like talking about how his life is. I mean, that, like I know that's the point of the film, but I feel like there should have been a little bit more action. You know, as a, like a Ghostbuster film with the car, because I thought the car was really cool. How it was that. And the gun, too, how it was shooting the ghost. You can see that in the trailer. It was very cool, the special effects they used for that. I just think they could have, like, put it in a little bit more. Yeah, I definitely understand. And I, I agree. I love that scene, too. It almost came out of nowhere, you know? But it was a, it was a very funny scene, so I agree with that as well. And um, Ethan, um, the resolution of the film and the resolution to the problem of the film could be satisfying or, or almost disheartening, Um and can you think about some of your own problems that have been resolved? And is there a, a similar time when the solution um, considered the same as the one in the film? Um, like, do you ever have, um, of course, there was a big problem here and they solved it. Um, but do you ever, did you ever have a big problem and been able to solve it similar to how they did? Um, <laughs> other than fighting a ton of ghosts, <laughs> um, I, I feel like, I, it's like kind of relatable how this movie I mean they're but most movies are always like there's like some problem they always solve it I feel like this one was really well thought out they kept it realistic obviously it's not going to be completely realistic as it's ghost and huge blowy weapons <laughs> but um it, it's kind of similar um mostly like I guess if you think about it like school kind of I don't know it's just like it, like for example if school was the ghost it's always coming at you or there's like a huge amount of it, but you always find a way to do it or you always find a way to pass. And I think that's kind of, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. I definitely understand. And Jude, um, to end this off, the resolution of the film teaches a lesson. And how can you apply the lesson in the film to your own life? Well, I think part of the big journey that these characters go through throughout Ghostbusters Afterlife was the idea of overcoming family struggles and um, and adapting to your situation and overcoming it. Um, like there are definitely some relationship issues that go through a lot of characterization throughout the film, and I think that definitely can be applied to any of our daily lives. Like even. M night, like not even just family, but to everybody you know, and I think that really present presents itself in a big way throughout the film. That 
that will leave a huge impression towards every audience member. And Ethan, to end this off, what is your age rating and um, recommendation for this film? I definitely give it five out of five stars. Those little marshmallows won my heart. And um, I'd give it maybe 10 to 18 plus adults. There are some profanity like curse words. Um, a lot of marshmallow killing and blunders. Um, but adults can watch this with their kids if the kids are allowed to watch curse word and killing. But that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. Um, thank you both so much for speaking to me about Ghostbusters Afterlife. And you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're speaking with, as we just did, Ethan and Jude from Ghostbusters Afterlife, Ashley, Catherine, and Rosabella on King Richard, Samantha on Belfast, and her interview with the cast, Benjamin as he speaks to the cast of Mayor Pete, and Kendall about Julia and Amy about the rubber butts. And right now, we're switching over to speak with Ashley and Catherine on King Richard. How are you two? I'm good. How are you? Great. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And now to get more into this, um, I'm pretty informed about this film, King Richard. And I think the reason why is because it has some great stars, such as Serena Williams, Venice Williams, and Will Smith as well. Um, but can you tell me uh, more? Um, how about you, um, Catherine, more about this film? Yeah, so it follows the childhood lives of the Williams family and, of course, specifically Serena and, uh, and Venus and their father, who is Richard. <laughs> and so it's all about like their home life and their victories and their struggles and how they got to where they are today. Oh, um, that's awesome. You know, at first I thought it was a, a film. Of course, I understood it was about drama and sports. It's a two hour and 24 minute film. But I didn't know it directly followed the lives of both of the sisters from where they started to where they are now. So I think it's a great film as well. Um, and to continue, um, Ashley. So I understand, of course, as we just spoke about it, this film is about Venus and Serena and their struggles through life. And were you as informed about um, how they grew up and what they do now? before or did you were you able to take a learning lesson away from this film i um so i have uh, a twin sister and even while serena and venus aren't twins they're very close in age and so i always used to do uh school projects on either venus or serena and in all the books that i've always read about them because they were so inspiring um as as siblings i never knew anything about their father and how much of an impact it had on on their entire career and honestly their entire lives so um honestly a learning lesson that i took from it was that you know even while they are like obviously the face of their own careers in the sidelines and in the background um their father was the entire context of of the film so and their lives so that's something that I definitely learned about Serena and, and Venus. Well, that definitely made me more interested to watch the film because I'm not as informed about their father figure in their lives. And I had no idea he had such an impact as well. So thanks so much for sharing that. That really made me more interested. And um, along with that, going back to Catherine, depth of feeling is, of course, what makes a film worth watching, you know? And of the many feelings expressed in this film, with which were you able to relate to the most? Oh, well, honestly, it was just an overall beautiful movie and it was actually very relatable, I guess, like to the sense that like you have to really work hard to achieve your dreams. And I guess I could like I could kind of relate to that, I guess, you know, uh, but yeah, it was a really, really beautiful film. 
that's great to hear. And to continue, going back to um, Ashley, my question is, what did you enjoy most about this film, or um, what did you like? Th- what did you like the least? Um, so I would say the most is that you know, uh, sitting down and, and you know watching it. Um, you you mentioned like in the beginning, it's like about two hours and some change, and it literally felt so short. That's one thing I loved about the film. It's so captivating that you can sit down and you can watch the entire film and envelop yourself in, you know, like Catherine was mentioning, like, um, you know, the emotional like aspects of it. So that's one thing I really loved about this film. There was no necessarily like boring parts of it. Um, something I didn't necessarily like, uh, I, I wish that, uh, so Beyonce's song Be Alive is at the very end of the film. And that's one thing that I wish she had like entire soundtrack within the film. That would have been very, very nice, but it was very, very cool to hear, um, kind of like the climax of hearing, uh, Beyonce's mm-hmm. song at the end. That was really cool. Yeah, definitely the soundtrack and the music can really uplift or, or change the mood, uh, completely change the mood of a scene. So um, that's great to hear about. Well, thank you so much to the both of you. And to end this off, um, for the both of you, let's start off with Catherine. What is your um, age recommendation and your star rating? Because currently the film is rated out of 6.8 out of 10. But do you agree with this or do you feel any different? movie i give it five out of five stars but um i also recommend it for ages like 11 to 18 and stuff but yeah i absolutely loved this movie so <laughs> well that's wonderful to hear and how about you ashley what is your star rating and age recommendation same thing with Catherine. i love this film as well i give it five out of five stars and i would also recommend it to ages 11 um, to 18 and also adults well, thank you both so much for speaking with me about King Richard. I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, so I, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Newsomatic Film Festival. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalia, from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been speaking with Ethan and Jude on Ghostbusters Afterlife, as well as Ashley and Catherine on King Richard. Next up, we'll be speaking with Kendall on Julia. Hey, Kendall, how are you? Hi, I'm good. That's great to hear. Now, I do know that this Julia film is a 2021 documentary, uh, one hour and 35 minutes, and um, it's directed by directed and produced actually by Julie Cohen and Betsy West uh, about Julia's child. However, can you please exp- um, explain more, since you actually did watch this film, about the moral of the story and what it really focuses on? Yeah, so the movie is about a uh, famous cook, author, and television personality, Julia Child. And it basically just follows through her whole life, talks about how she changed cooking industry and even America forever. And it really talks about a lot about hard work, the struggles of being a woman, and just uh, the spotlight and how that affected her life. Well, to be honest, I actually um, am not very informed about Julia, um, the famous cook, and, and much more. But this film, um, just seeing the trailer even, it really does convince me that she's a trailblazer and it really does tell me all these really cool things about her. So were you in the same position I currently am? Did you know about this girl or were you completely shocked about all her cool facts and everything in this film? Uh, I was exactly like you. I had I had heard of her a few times, but I never really knew anything about her. But this documentary definitely gave a lot of cool, interesting facts. I even looked her up after, you know, learned a bit more. It was a very interesting film, and it definitely made me want to know more about her. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, um, even if it's just not about the cooking or it's just about any of the other things that she went through, did this documentary focus more on her child life as well and how she got into this or just um, immediately got into how she is now in her process? Um, it did focus a lot on her life before, but it focused a lot more on her life during her cooking uh, career and like when she was in more of the spotlight and that uh, segment of her life. Mm -hmm. And um, what motivates the major characters? Are their motivations or wants explained outright or are they revealed over the time and course of the film? Uh, I think, well, I think uh, Julia really wanted just to show other people that they could do anything they wanted and that women could do stuff too. And she really just, blazed her own path, and was definitely a uh, waymaker for her time. Mm -hmm. 
And um, at some point when watching a film, sometimes we can expect the moments to come or we, we kind of have this feeling that we know what's going to happen next. And obviously, since this is a documentary and, you know, in the situation we were, we didn't really know much about her life. So when learning and watching throughout this film, is there any um, main message that you got away? Uh, maybe even something that she learned that you took away or something overall about her actions that you were able to take away from watching this film? Uh, I definitely did learn a lot about hard work and dedication because a lot of her things, they, they didn't come easily and she just had to work hard. And also, I never, I always knew that it was hard to be famous, but this film really dove deep into that. And I definitely have a new respect for celebrities. Which is actually really cool and pretty great. You know, I think obviously everyone knows that privacy is such a huge aspect of being a celebrity and you kind of lose that. So the fact that watching this film made you um, open opened up your mind a bit to what it is in the life of being a celebrity and it's all, all about getting money and all of this. I think that's great because that's something I've always wanted to know more about. So her opening up the mind for you, it, it makes me more interested to watch it. So thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah, you're and, welcome. And to continue, um, which aspects of um, Julia, Julia's personality, lead to the resolution of the conflict in the story? Um, definitely just her wants and her need to do everything as well as she possibly could. And the way that she gave back to the people who gave to her. And she was just a great person overall. And I think I, that was that definitely helped her in life. And speaking of the story conflict, you know, um, the middle of the story represents um, ascending difficulties and, and is referred to as complications and increases the tension in the film, obviously. And can you describe one of the story's complications and show how it serves to push the character toward more intense action? Uh, yeah, it's really, uh, in, the, in the middle of the story, it talked a lot about her love life. And she, uh, I thought it was very interesting that she didn't get married until she was 35 because her parents kept wanting her to get married and she didn't want to, but eventually she stood up to her parents and was like, no, I don't want to get married. And I thought that was really cool. And that was really inspiring. And to end this off, what is your star um, recommendation, your star rating and your age recommendation for this film? I give Julia five out of five stars and recommend it for ages 12 to 18 plus adults. Well, I mean, I'm definitely not as interested in cooking, but I do have to check this film out. So thanks so much for speaking with me, Kendall. Welcome. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've spoken with Jude and Ethan on Ghostbusters Afterlife, Catherine and Ashley on King Richard, as well as listening to um, Benjamin's interview with um, Jesse Moss, the director of Mayor Pete, and speaking with Kendall on Julia. And now we're switching over as we speak to Alma on the Rumper Butts. So now, Alma, um, speaking of Rumper Butts, it's a pretty funny name for a film, but... Um, when I looked it up, I wasn't as informed about it, but I really want to know more about this little hilarious name. So tell me um, more in depth about this film. Uh, well, Bonnie, Corey Gardner, and Jack Jason Hamill. It's a story about a couple that was driven apart after they signed on to a show called The Rumper Butts for money, and it made them miserable, and they still have another three years on their contract, and then they're invited to meet with a guy named Richie, who sends them on a journey. 
oh wow that's actually not at all what i expected from the name of the film um you know not definitely not a reality or a personal show to get money i thought it was some goofy you know hilarious show um so that's pretty cool to kind of awaken me on that so can you um tell me how the story began with the characters and how um they evolved throughout the film and did their emotions change did their thought of life change especially speaking since they're kind of almost trapped in this um the rumper butt show because they're in this contract so did you notice any character development and change throughout the film uh yeah um at the beginning uh bonnie and jack they sort of they hated each other and then the journey that richie sends them on uh who is played by josh brenner uh, it really helps them evolve so that they understand really what they have to do because at the beginning they weren't sure if they should quit. You know, you can't really quit after you've signed the contract. So it's all complicated. Oh, so the situation, the conflict itself is what brought the characters together. Wow, that's actually mm-hmm. um, a pretty cool moral of the story. And speaking of the moral of the story, um, what were you able to take away from this film? And I know that it might not be able to relate to you personally, but what message were you able to take away from their characters' actions? Uh, the message of the film is you made your bed, now you have to lay in it. And I really think it's a nice message. It's sort of like you have to pay for what you've done and deal with the consequences that you do, which I think gives a great meaning to life, sort of. Yeah, I completely agree. I understand that that can really uh, apply to any situation in life. So thanks for sharing that with us. And along with that, who would you say um, was your character, your favorite character, or the emotions you felt were more drawn into them particularly? Um, My favorite characters were that of Richie and Corey Gardner. Mm -hmm. As Bonnie. And I think that they were, their actors performed the best performances. They just had the best stories in general. I think Richie, actually, if I could only choose one. Mm, I get that. And to continue, um, what would you say, um, I understand that on The Rumper Butts, it is a show. And do you feel like this, um, were you ever um, informed about um, a similar show like this? Or was this like your first time um, watching a film based off this uh, similar moral of the story? I think this was actually my first time watching, you know, a show about, you know, a couple that was split apart over a show. I don't know. I don't feel like that's a very common theme, which is what makes this movie interesting. And so, yeah. And to end it off, what is your age recommendation and star rating? Uh, I rate The Room Her Butts 3.5 out of 5 stars, and I recommend it for ages 16 to 18 plus adults. There are some songs that have nice messages for young kids. Ultimately, I recommend it for higher ages, as there are some curse words as well as pot smoking. Well, thank you so much, Alma, for speaking with me about The Room Her Butts. Let's take yeah. a break. I'm Natalia from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Newsomatic Film Festival.
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalia, from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been speaking with Jude and Ethan on Ghostbusters Afterlife, Ashley and Catherine on King Richard, and we just spoke with Alma on The Romper Butts. Next up, we'll be speaking with We'll be listening to Samantha's interview as she speaks with the cast of Belfast. Reporting for Kids First, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Karen Hins and Jude Hill about the new film Belfast, which releases in theaters November 12, 2021. Karen Hins is known for numerous films and TV roles, including playing Albus Dumbledore in Harry Potter Deathly Hollows Part 2. Jude Hill is making his feature film debut in Belfast, which we are discussing today. Kieran, you grew up in Belfast in 1950s. How personal was this film for you? And what was it like shooting in Belfast? Um, the film is hugely personal to me. It's obviously much more personal to Ken Branagh, who wrote it. And it's, it's very much based on the memories of his own childhood, but there are so many similarities uh, of my childhood. Uh, we came from different stock, but the whole behavior, the whole scenario he'd written it, this 
type of people, the type of characters he made it, just uh, reminded me of all my forebears. And uh, really... I related to it uh, very easily, very easily indeed. Your personal connection to this film really showed in your acting performance. Right. Well, I guess um, somewhere in the DNA, the ghosts of my grandfathers and my father are still uh, hovering, hovering about. And um, yeah, it's, it's also very nice for us to make a story from home that's based uh, on particular events, but that shows it in a very dynamic and loving manner. Mr. Hill. Mr. <laughs> Hill. <laughs> the story in Belfast is really told through Buddy's experience. How did you prepare for such a big role? Well, I remember just to get sort of into the mind of a nine-year-old kid uh, back in 1969 during the Troubles, I watched a few films and videos and Ken and you and Jamie Dornan shared a bunch of stories from their childhood and that helped, that really, really helped me just understand Buddy that tiny bit better. Yeah. You were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're speaking with Jude and Ethan on Ghostbusters Afterlife, Ashley and Catherine on King Richard, and Julia um, and Kendall on Julia, as well as we just spoke to Al- Alma on the Rumper Butts. Right now, we're continuing listening to Samantha's interview with the cast of Belfast. Kieran, your relationship to Granny, played by the incredible Judy Dench, is so sweet. Where did you draw inspiration from for the part? Well, first of all, I drew inspiration from the woman herself, Dame Judy Dench, who is a, a remarkable uh, woman and actor. Uh, amazingly instinctive, uh, funny, rebellious, and quite brilliant. Uh, that was the connection of the heart to her. And the other thing was something, a mixture of my, my own father and my mother's father. So a grandfather on one side and my own father had, I, I can't say similarities, but there were some essence, seemed to me, would be useful uh, to use memories of them. Uh, and uh, hopefully that would be okay with Ken, as it was his grandfather. And uh, I guess he just guided us in the, in the right direction. Yeah, and Judy Dench and you guys were amazing. You had awesome chemistry. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Judy, Judy has chemistry uh, sort of just coming out everywhere, isn't she? When you yeah. see her. her connection is immediate and it's dynamic. And basically, you better keep up and you better get connected because that's what it's about. <laughs> Mr. Hill, what was it like to work with director Kenneth Branagh on this film, especially knowing it was inspired on, on his own story? Well, I mean, even just to work with Ken and all of these amazing actors. And as my first film, too, it's just mind-blowing. And everyone's so nice. And they really are my acting family. And working with Ken, he's such a really, really nice man. And you can sit down and have a chat. And you could tell that he really knew what he was doing. And he's so good at his job and he does it 100 (laughs) percent well thank you guys for talking with me it's a pleasure bye for now (laughs) bye
Okay, bye. Bye. With me, Karen and Jude. Belfast release in theaters November 12th, 2021. I'm Samantha B, reporting for Kids First. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you don't miss my next interview or one of those of my amazing teammates. Thank you. Bye. Let's take a break. I'm Natalia from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Newsomatic Film Festival. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC CEO Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie, from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We previously talked to Jude and Ethan on Ghostbusters Afterlife, Ashley and Catherine on King Richard, Kendall on Julia, and Alma on The Rumper Butts, as well as listening to Samantha's interview with the cast of Belfast. Next up, we'll be listening to Benjamin's interview 
with Jesse Moss, the director of Mayor Pete. Hello, this is Benjamin Price reporting for Kids First, and today I'm talking with Jesse Moss, director of the new documentary Mayor Pete, currently streaming on Amazon Prime. Let's take a look. So the topic of your last documentary only lasted a few days um, in Boys State, whereas here you were following Pete for a whole year. How did the longer length of time in filming affect your process? Man, it, it, it gave me appreciation for how much we could do in six days with Boys State. Um, you know, you can pack a lifetime into a day. Um, this film was really a, a marathon. I mean, when you're on the road running for president, you never stop moving. And Pete was crisscross, crisscrossing the country and Iowa, New Hampshire, and um, just never slowed down. So for me as a filmmaker, trying to keep up with him was just an enormous feat of endurance and patience and persistence. And at the same time, I'm trying to develop a relationship with Pete. He's the subject of the film, but he's got a lot going on around him. And where, do, where does Jesse, the filmmaker, kind of fit in? That's something I had to work hard to figure out. And fortunately, Pete, you know, he had agreed to make the film to let me in. And I wasn't sure he would stay true to that commitment, but he did. And actually, the access only got better the further along we got in the campaign, even though the stakes got a lot, a lot higher for him, he became a real credible candidate. I thought he might just throw me off the bus, um, but I was able to stay in till the, till the bitter, disappointing end, but it was kind of beautiful too. And how is the way you see our political process just sifted through the past two movies you've made, which are pretty much centered in that arena? Yeah, I think about how these films are related, Boy State and Mayor Pete. Um, part of it is just my desire as an American to understand this political moment. You know, we're a deeply fractured, polarized, divided country. It's hard to know what our political future is. Is democracy going to survive this moment and some of these people who seem to be threatening it? Who are the leaders who are going to carry us forward? Well, there are People, young people like yourself who are politically engaged, who are not waiting for grownups to fix these big problems we have, climate change, gun violence. Um, that's what interested me about Pete and his politics is, if you remember Boy State, there's a character named Stephen Garza who's in this very conservative group of kids. He finds a message that connects people, that brings people together, despite some of those differences. And you know, we have politicians who want to drive people apart. And Pete was a little bit like Stephen and his message of belonging, which is for him rooted in his identity as a, a gay man growing up in a conservative Midwestern community. Trying to create that message that invited people in was really powerful. And to see that message catch fire, to see his campaign catch fire and Pete become really a star on the, on the political stage was, was part of the excitement of the film. And I think it's Look, I'm not here to promote his campaign or his candidacy or his political future. It's an honest and sometimes kind of rough portrait of, of what he went through. But I do think that, that our country needs more of that kind of politics that bring people together. Well, that was another um, interesting thing. And I think an interesting sort of thing that both of those movies share is seeing people genuinely moved by what these people have to say, which I feel like can kind of get lost sometimes. But um what qualities do you look for in a person or topic that screams documentary worthy? <laughs> Often I don't like to focus on stories or people that are attracting a lot of attention. Now, this is the opposite of that. It's a presidential campaign. There couldn't be more attention. And in fact, that was one of my challenges. Like, 
um, there would be these events that Pete would do. There would be a hundred cameras there. And I would think to myself, this is not where I want to be. I want to be looking in the opposite direction that everybody else is looking. That's part of how I've tried to define my choices as a filmmaker and storyteller. I think what was special for us here was having intimate access to Pete um, behind the scenes, behind the curtain. How do you prepare for a debate? What's it like to get stuck in an elevator when you're a presidential candidate? You know, what's it like to be married and, and for your relationship to survive and thrive during a presidential campaign? These were all things that I hadn't seen before in political documentary. And maybe you've seen them on a show like Veep or can you talk about get, uh, that talking about going off of that elevator? Can you talk about that experience of um, getting stuck in the elevator with Pete and his staff? Well, I love I love documentary for the happy accidents. And sometimes they're your subjects, misfortune or your fortune. When things go bad for your subjects, it's sometimes comic relief or good drama. And Pete was on his way to the first debate in Miami. It's the moment's going to make or break his political future and he's in the elevator and the service elevator in this big hotel in Miami. And it's got like 10 of his staff in there too. And the, the elevator like malfunctions and starts to like fall down the elevator shaft. And what I love about that moment is Pete is a cool customer, man. He does not lose his composure. Everybody else like me included, we're freaking out. I'm thinking if we're going to plummet to our death, I'm going to keep rolling. Because if I don't, what kind of documentary filmmaker am I? I just keep the camera trained on Pete's face. And Pete is a He's a cool customer. And I thought to myself, well, that's the guy whose finger I want on the nuclear trigger, maybe. The guy who doesn't lose his, his composure when things go wrong. You were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been talking with Jude and Ethan, Ashley and Catherine, Kendall, Alma, as well as listening to Samantha's interview with the cast of Belfast. Right now, we'll continue listening to Benjamin's interview with Jesse Moss, the director of Mayor Pete. As a documentarian, what is your white whale, the person or subject you've wanted to cover in documentary form that you haven't yet? Well, this was one of them, I think, to step inside the inner workings of a presidential campaign. Um, that's a great question. Um, the, the, <sighs> I, I mean, I can think of a, a couple of people who've always fascinated me, um, who, I, who I've wanted to try to make a movie about. There, some of them are, one of them in particular, he's kind of a notorious, but I felt like his, he never really ever talked to the media about his experience. And, and so I think that was a story that I was intrigued by. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think part of like the, the, the times we're in, like, suggest to me the stories I want to tell. Boy State, which just came out of reading the newspaper, the Washington Post, and reading about this in Texas for teenage boys to create their own democracy. And so I, I sort of I look for inspiration. I, mean, I have some things that I keep in my back pocket, you know, but, but I, I love when opportunity suggests itself or an interesting story emerges as a footnote to something I'm reading. And, and following my impulse as a documentary filmmaker is... I don't know what, what I love about it. You have a lot of freedom to, to, you know, ignore the conventional wisdom, to follow your intuition and your, your own impulses and let, let, let those take you to surprising places. Well, I can't wait to see whatever, you know, back pocket idea you've got next. Thank you so much for talking <laughs> with me today. Congratulations on the film. Thanks for watching. I'm Benjamin Price reporting for Kids First. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you don't miss our next interview or review. Have a good one.
Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Newsomatic Film Festival. I'm Natalia from Kids First, reporting for Kids First. Goodbye. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode and tune in again next week.